is Friday already. Happy Friday, Grand Rising. To anybody that's joining, we are talking about abundance today. Having an abundance mindset, getting out of the poverty mindset. So if that's something you want to listen to, then continue listening to this live. We're going to be reading from the abundance book today. This book is very small. It's very tiny, right? But it's got a lot, a lot of gems in it. Wait, oh my God, I thought I, I lost my place in the book because that would not have been good. Let me just make sure. Yes, okay. So, <laughs> Grand Rising, what's up? Today, I rose from bed and I was like, today's going to be amazing. Yesterday was the same thing. So, it's like waking up with excitement is a good way to start your day because that sets your day in motion for whatever's going to unravel for the rest of the day. But if we wake up and we're mad at the world, I can guarantee you the world is going to give you something to be mad about, right? Can't lose your place in it. <laughs> Listen, I can. I can definitely lose my place in such a tiny book. I don't know what I did to this book, though. It's like all messed up. But whatever. That's just like, <laughs> that's just me. So, just to give people a little bit of hope or perspective. There are some things right now that are currently falling apart, right? Things that are just like the puzzle pieces are just not fitting. And I'm like trying to figure out ways of like, why is this going this way and all these other things? And it's not going the way that I really, thank you, that I really want to. Uh, recommendations for alopecia vitamin deficiency. Um, okay, send me a DM and I'll send you information on um, really great things that have helped me with hair growth, with imbalances. Um, one of the patches I have, them on, we'll talk about that after. And the other thing is uh, a multi-mineral blend, which is amazing. Irish sea moss, shilajit, bladder rack, um, all good things. Okay, so just giving you perspective. Benny in the house. Um, oh, thank you. Lots of mineral, lots of mineral. So it said, just side note, that the standard American diet has about nine minerals. We're made up of 102. So you could imagine the reason why so many people are sick because we have no minerals that are making up for the minerals that we're actually made up of. If we're made up of 102 minerals and our diet maybe has nine, that's a problem. But it's also a problem on purpose. Another story for a different day. Um, it's hard to wake up excited when you have insomnia. So, that sounds like adrenal fatigue to me. Look up adrenal fatigue. These are just my opinions because I've gone through them. It's not diagnoses or anything like that. But, when I hear people have insomnia, really tired, sluggishness, all these things, I immediately go to the adrenals because I had adrenal fatigue syndrome. So, anyway, aside from that part of health and wellness. Let's go to the health and wellness of the mind, right? Um, health and wellness of the mind. So again, we're going back to sometimes in life when things are falling apart. My sister said this to me last night. They're actually falling together. And I'm like, she's right again. That is what we call the bridge of incidents. And I've spoken about the bridge of incidents regarding manifestation, right? Guys, you're asking me about nutrition of the body, and I'm talking about nutrition of the mind. Just let me finish this story, and then I'll answer some questions about that. Um, so when everything's falling apart, it's really falling together, bridge of incidents. The bridge of incidents 
are the unfolding of events that happen before your desired manifestation, right? So say I want to have this dream house. I have this dream house right in my mind. And I'm, I'm like, I know that I'm going to have it. I have faith that I'm going to get it. Like everything's going to work out. Even if I don't have the money for it, whatever. Crazy things, crazier things have happened, right, in life. So say that I'm, I'm manifesting this house. Like I know that I'm going to get it. I'm so excited about it. And then from where I am now, which is maybe I don't have enough money for it. Maybe I don't know how it's going to happen. Things start to unfold. Maybe the house that I'm living in now has a really bad leak or there's a, God forbid, a fire or something like that. And all of a sudden I have to move out of this place. But in the time that I'm looking at this, like, why is this happening? Like, I can't believe I have, you know, all these bad things are going on. If I don't understand in my mind what the bridge of incidents are or how it may work or how it may unfold, I think I talked about this on Monday. It's not our business how things unfold to get to our manifestation, our desire, as long as we have blind faith that it's going to unfold, right? So say there's a fire or there's something, you know, that makes my home now unlivable. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, I'm trying to move somewhere else and like all these bad things are happening. How am I going to pay for this? How am I going to pay for, you know, whatever? Is insurance going to cover this? All these things. Say your insurance just happens to give you five times more than what your current home was worth. And now you can afford to get the other home. So these are the bridge of incidents that unfold. So if things are not where you want them to be and things are maybe seemingly falling apart for you, if you focus on the negative things that are falling apart and like, I can't believe this, like now how am I going to afford this? What am I going to do? How is this going to happen? When we focus on those negative things, which are your bridge of incidents, getting to what you're manifested desire is you're gonna you're gonna miss your blessing your blessing might be right here and you're right here you're on step three your manifestation might be on step eight and then you're focusing on step number three that's negative 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 and you're blocking your blessing from coming to fruition because you're focusing on a bridge of incidents so no matter what happens no matter what experience we have in life we give it the meaning that we give it one person can see something as something really great and another person can see it as really bad, right? We give every circumstance and experience in our life meaning. Everything is, with the exception of evil things, are neutral. To one person, maybe, maybe you are building a car. And something goes wrong in one of the steps. To someone else, they're like, oh my God, I've been trying to do this for so long. I've been trying to do this for so long. I finally got it right. And to someone else, they're like, this is horseshit. I got this all wrong. Now I'm going to have to start all over again. Everything is about perspective in life and how we see things. Let's give COVID, for example. Some people, a lot of them, were scared to death of this boogeyman. Other people were looking at it from a different angle saying, oh, it's just a cold. And I can do X, Y, and Z to do this. It's all about the, the, the weight that we put on something or the emphasis that we're putting on. What emphasis are we putting on the things and, and events that are unfolding in our life? So I'm having some, we'll say, challenges with something that's going on right now in my life. But I could be looking at it from a place of lack i come from a place of lack and say i knew this was going to happen like what am i going to do now how's this going to work out but instead 
I'm just like, no matter what happens, it's going to be fucking great anyway. It doesn't matter. No, My end goal is greatness. My end goal isn't focusing on, why is this person doing this? I can't believe this. Why do I have to go through that? How is this going to be? This isn't right. I can look at things in one way or the other. What are you going to choose? Are you going to choose to continue to come from a lack mindset? Victim mentality. Why me? Why do all these things always happen to me? Or are you going to go on the other side of it and say, I don't give a shit what hap- what's going on over here. I'm over here. I'm focusing on all the good stuff because I know that's what it's, it's going to be. That's it. Focusing on the end goal. If we focus on the end goal, it doesn't matter what happens in the middle. We don't mess with the middle. That's a Neville Goddard thing. We don't want to mess with the middle. Because the middle is not the end. Even if you're manifesting a relationship or, or a specific person, that's huge in, manif- in the manifesting world, manifesting a, an SP, manifesting a specific person. You don't want to mess with the middle. But this person isn't calling me, but this person isn't texting me. They told me that they'll never talk to me again. That's the middle. So if you're focusing on the middle and you're not focusing on the end goal, which is marriage, which is children, which is relationship, which is whatever it is, that would be messing with the middle. When you're focusing on the lack that you see in your three-dimensional world, you are messing with the middle. The middle is not your business. What happens after you put the cookies in the oven? That's not your business. You just know in 10 minutes from now, I got to take them out and they're going to be done. You're not sitting in there staring at the oven. Well, I don't see the cookies rising. though. I don't see this happening. Well, they look like shit. Why do they look like they're not cooked? We don't do that. We put it in the oven and we wait. It's the same thing with manifestation. You put your idea in the oven of consciousness and whatever happens in between that, until that cookie is done... And it shows up into your reality. Whatever else happens is not your business. If you make it your business, if you choose to dwell on all of the negative things that are happening in your bridge of incidents, you're making that your business. You're blocking your blessing. So you have a choice. You react to your three-dimensional reality and say, this isn't happening. Why isn't this person doing this? I'm manifesting this. Why is this happening now? Now this shit happens. What's going on? You set it and you forget it. Just like your cookies that you're putting in the oven. You put your cookies in the oven, you set a timer and you forget that they're in there until the timer goes off. Maybe some people don't even put the timer in and then the cookies burn. I don't know. But you set it and you forget it. So that's what I'm doing with an incident in my life as I'm setting it and I'm forgetting it. It's like, listen, you can make all this bad shit happen in the middle... But I'm not giving you airtime. I'm not giving you airtime because what you focus on grows, right? <laughs> what we focus on grows. Where our attention goes, energy flows. So if your end goal is right over here and you're focusing on all the stupid shit that's going on over here, where your attention goes, the energy flows there. We don't get to choose how our manifestation unfolds. We don't get to choose how our prayers are answered. We only get to see the end goal. And if we stick with the end goal, if we stick and have faith with the end goal, if we stick and we have gratitude for all the things that are unfolding, whether they look, whether they're favorable or they look unfavorable to you, it doesn't matter. The book title is The Abundance Book. 
The Abundance Book. That's the title. Grand Rising. I think we're following because I'm giving some um, really good analogies, or not good, but easy analogies to follow. Cookies in the oven, all those things. Planting a seed of a plant. We don't sit there and stare at the plant and wait for it to grow. We allow it to do what it does, and then suddenly it, it blooms, right? It blooms, it comes out of the ground. We don't understand how it got there. We just know that it does. The Abundance Book by John Randolph Price. Yes? So... We're going to get into the abundance book, and this goes into a little bit of biblical stuff and whatever, and how they stole this ancient knowledge from us. They stole this um, way of using the mind and oneness with God and manifestation. So these are all the literal hidden keys to the universe that they took away from us or that they gave different meanings so that we would not know. Oh, I hope Tigger's okay, Ben. Um, so that we wouldn't know how to use our own mind and, and um, knowledge and wisdom. Because we all have it within ourselves to be able to perform magic because we are magical beings. Regardless if anybody wants to agree with that or not, I don't really care. So, we're going to get into the students of the mysteries. So, students of the mysteries were also instructed in the use of innate radiatory and magnetic powers in exercise and dominion. By working with the rhythmic energy of self, whatever form that was needed for exchange was brought forth as an instrument of goodwill. As such, money was simply a token of appreciation of one service, a symbol of love and integrity. So at one time, <laughs> we used the exchange of whatever the tender was at the time, whether it was bread or whether it was coins or whether it was seashells, whatever it is, it was a token of appreciation for something that someone did, right? So imagine if every time we had that money exchange today, it was because you were grateful. Not because I don't want to pay for this. Now I have less money in my bank account. How am I supposed to continue to pay these bills? If every time you used the, the, the currency right now, which is money, right? Anytime you swipe your credit card, anytime you hand somebody a dollar bill or whatever it is that you did it in gratitude when you go like shopping for food are you grateful that you can afford that food or are you saying to yourself oh here's another fifty dollars on food this is ridiculous these are getting so expensive although obviously prices are rising and things like that are you grateful do you say after you leave the store like thank you so much god for providing for me today Aletha. Aletha is my oldest, oldest friend in the world. And she's so gorgeous and beautiful. Most beautiful, gorgeous blonde. She'll disagree with that, but I don't. So when you go to the food store, every time I leave the food store, I'm like, thank you universe for always giving me more than I need. So if thousands of years ago, they were using some form of currency, whether it was food or whether it was animals that they were giving to somebody as a token of gratitude, it was all about that energetic exchange. Today, it's a negative thing for a lot of people. When you have to hand out money, it's a negative thing. I just had to pay my electric bill. Here's my bill for my rent due. Instead of the, the gratitude feeling of, I'm so grateful for this amazing home that I get to live in. I'm so just appreciative of the fact that I have electricity or that I have running water. 
we have turned it into a negative thing because society teaches us that. It doesn't teach us gratitude. Regardless of the level of instruction, one particular teaching remained constant throughout the initiation process. Mind and emotions embodying love, gentleness, and peace eliminated limitation. Let's read that again. Mind and emotions. That when they, we embody love, when we embody gentleness and peace, eliminated any limitation. So when we come from the space of love, gentleness, and peace, we eliminate any limitations to us. Because we're constantly coming from a state of gratitude. If you're coming from love, if you're coming from gentleness, if you're coming from a state of peace, that's what you're living literally inside of your body. So that's literally what you're going to live on the outside of your body. Putting us against the peace in our lives by reminding us the limits we have placed on ourselves. We are the only limitations that we have. There aren't any limitations out there. The only limitations we have are in our consciousness. I'll never be able to do that. Well, how am I supposed to get have this, this business that I want if I don't even have $10 in my bank account? Well, this person will never love me because I'm always cheated on. There are so many of us that walk around with these beliefs, these limitations. We are our only limitation. That's it. I was dealing with my next stuff all last week, up until three days, two days ago, yesterday, the day before. The day before yesterday, I don't know what day that was. Wednesday. I don't know. But the night before that, so Tuesday night. The night before I said, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and my neck is going to feel 100 times better. I don't give a shit what happens. No matter what, when I wake up tomorrow, my neck is going to feel 100 times better. What happened when I woke up? My neck felt 100 times better. That was the day that I went to go to, to the acupuncture. I didn't get acupuncture yet. It was later on in the day that I was getting acupuncture. The night before, I had the worst migraine. I couldn't even sleep. That's how bad my migraine was. But I'm like, I'm going to wake up tomorrow. My headache, not my headache, my neck is going to feel so much better. And so I'm like, do I even need to go to the acupuncturist today? But I went anyway, and it was incredible. But we only give ourselves the limitations. I could have said, oh, my God, my neck's going to feel like shit tomorrow. Like, how am I going to work out? Like, what am I going to do? How am I going to, you know, be able to do anything? But instead, I focused my energy on my neck is going to feel a million times better tomorrow. And what happened? It did. So when we come from a space that we embody love, we embody gentleness and peace, we eliminate limitation. I'm not peaceful if I'm worrying about how my neck is going to feel. I'm not peaceful if I'm going to say, oh my God, my neck's going to be so bad tomorrow. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get through my day. That's not coming from peace. That's not being gentle with myself. That's me programming my mind to say there's going to be more pain tomorrow. Instead of saying, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to feel a million times better. So we limit limitation. That's such a consciousness of harmlessness freed an individual from the bonds and restrictions of the race thought. The mystery schools of Asia, Egypt, Persia, and Greece provided an invaluable service to humankind by reawakening the spiritual powers in a core group of dedicated men and women. And this knowledge of harmony and fulfillment continued in sacred books and secret teachings in the Hebrew Kabbalah by Hindu and Buddhist mystics, Buddhist mystics in the Gnostic writings of early Christianity and in certain passages not removed from the Bible. So many of us know that the Bible was rewritten many, many, many times, probably more times than we'll ever, ever know. What did they hide in the Bible? What were they hiding? What were they omitting from the Bible that they didn't want future generations of people to know? 
a lot, unfortunately. Through the inspirations and teachings of Jesus, the Gnostics, from the Greek word gnosis, meaning knowledge, continued the esoteric tradition. Their writings emphasized the oneness of God and man, the divinity of the individual, and the creative power of each soul to rise above limitation. Every single person that's listening to this right now can rise above the limitations of their mind by doing what? Reprogramming it. There are not, there's not one person on here that cannot rise above their limitations. You just have to have, have to have the mind power to do it. In the Nag Hammadi text discovered in Egypt in 1945, considered older than the New Testament Gospels, we have a literal library of Gnostic writings. Gnosis meaning knowledge again. In the Gospel of Thomas, one of 52 books found, Jesus makes it clear that when you know your true identity, you will realize that you are one with the living Father. And then to emphasize the truth that man's consciousness of the presence within constitute his supply, Jesus said, but if you will not know yourselves, then you will dwell in poverty, and it is you who are that poverty. Let's read that again from Jesus saying, but if you will not know yourselves, then you will dwell in poverty, and it is you who are that poverty. When we don't know ourselves, when we don't know the magic of ourselves, of our consciousness, we will have that, that poverty mindset where we dwell in it, and then we become poverty. It's all about recreating the programmings in your mind and consciousness. Wherever we dwell, whatever we think about most, is what our three-dimensional reality becomes. That's it. But if you do not know yourselves, if you do not know your consciousness, most people are not aware of the thoughts that they think all day. Most people are not aware that the thoughts that they think all day are what they literally become. Right? Just like with food, you are what you eat. Literally, you are what you eat. What you put inside your body is literally what your body, your three-dimensional body becomes. That's physical, right? We are what we think. Literally. That's the soul. That's consciousness. We are literally what we think. What we think we become. We are what we eat. It's all the same. But we don't really understand the mind because we just think that life happens to us. We're creating and manifesting everything that happens every single day. <laughs> right? From the Gospel of Philip. We are reminded of the esoteric practice of transforming vision into manifest form. Quote, what you see, you shall become. Very simple. We've heard these Bible phrases our whole life. What you see, you shall become. Not what you see with your eyes, what you see with your consciousness, you become. If you see yourself as a loser and someone that's, that never has the things that they want, Bad things always happen to me. I'm just unlucky. I don't, I don't have enough money for this. I can't afford that. This person doesn't really love me. I know that she's probably texting someone else right now. All these things, right? Biblical truths. What you see, 
you shall become. If you see yourself in your mind as someone that has all the things that they want, as someone that wakes up every day happy, you become that. The Gnostics worship the pure spiritual light of the indwelling Christ, and through their knowledge of thought, form, energy, and the principles of manifestation, they were able to cooperate with spirit in the releasing of the creative powers, at least for nearly 300 years following Jesus' time on earth. So they followed these principles for nearly 300 years following Jesus' time on earth. Well, what the hell happened after that? They hid this knowledge because it gives people what? Power. Power over themselves. Power over their own reality. And that's been lost. And now that it's coming back, many religions are teaching us, this is new age nonsense. This is new age. This isn't really religion. When this was religion, before religion was ever even a thing, they erased these old ancient practices or knowingness, Gnosticism, knowing, knowledge of ourselves, of what we are. They erased it for a reason. Because if we all had the knowledge that we're all magicians and that we can literally create the reality that we want just by thinking it. I mean, it sounds crazy to so many people. There are people that will watch this and be like, oh, look, she's talking about that crazy shit again. Now I'm talking about ancient knowledge that was lost thousands of years ago to take away the power from what it is to be human. Because we all are magic, regardless of what anybody wants to think or believe. It doesn't matter. So when you come from a biblical standpoint, it gets people's attention more. Why? Because we are so programmed to believe in the new age version of the Bible. That's what you can call new age or the new versions that were rewritten. Why did they take out so many parts of the Bible? Why? The Bible's already this thick. What's the difference if you add a few more books in? Why? Why? When you start to ask yourself those questions, why they would do this, then you start getting down to the root of why they did it. In AD 180, Arrhenius, Bishop of Lyons, attacked independent thinking and all teachings relating to the oneness of God and man. Believing that a spiritual consciousness and a personal union with God would undermine the authority of priests, he directed his wrath upon Gnosticism. So let's just read that again. In AD 180, this was after Jesus, the Bishop of Lyons attacked independent thinking and all teachings relating to the oneness of God and man. Believing that a spiritual consciousness and a personal union with God would undermine whatever it was that they wanted us to know. He wanted to get rid of the spiritual consciousness, the belief in our spiritual consciousness, because it would undermine whatever agenda that religion had. Religion is about what? Power and control. Power and Control. This book is called The Abundance Book by John Randolph Price. So he literally wanted to destroy any Gnosticism, any, any knowledge 
of this magic that we possess. 180 AD. Yes. <clears throat> so many divinely inspired writings out in the world that doesn't suit the wigs. Exactly. First, he issued his five books against heresies. That's the title. Followed by a list of acceptable writings. Choosing only those words which supported his demand for a fixed dogma. Once we understand that this whole reality is a lie, we will start to understand how much power we really have. Once we understand those that came to authority or came to, to rise in authority, erased all of our history. We know history is a lie. So what I don't get is why so many people won't question their faith and religion. Religion is a part of history. So if we know that history was rewritten, why are we not questioning the teachings of the religion that we learned? Because we don't come into this existence knowing these things. We're taught them. So why is it that you don't think that you were lied to about your religion? Because it's a programming that runs so deep that if you really understood this, your whole reality would then be shattered. Which is okay. I've shattered my reality many times. I do it every day. Why? Because I'm interested in learning what really happened. So I can understand how my body and mind operate. So that I have the inner knowingness in my heart and soul that I was lied to, right? Oh, my little nephew was just born. Um, so that I can figure this out, right? Shatter that shit. Yeah. Every single day. Awakened humanity is not what the global sleep wants us to have. We cannot be outside the matrix. We're breaking the matrix. We're literally shattering the matrix. The more of us that know and understand what happened in our past thousands of years ago, the more we'll understand the reality that we're living in now. I just tagged you on my post. This live is so timely. Thank you. I will look at it. Okay, let's keep going. So he would only choose words that would support his demand for a fixed dogma. The shift in mind direction from within to without had begun. And the innate power of the individual was gradually given to an outer structure and a lower authority. Let's break that down. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My dad's texting me. He's like, he's here. Now this is, okay, let's, let's just go to another mind miracle. My little sister had um, a tumor the size of a football when she was 18 in her chest. Literally, it was the width of her entire chest. The hospital didn't even know what to do with her. Cancer. She was in the hospital for eight months, I guess, in ICU. <clears throat> she was down to 80 pounds. She was on the highest form of chemotherapy, radiation, the whole thing. I mean, it's a miracle that she is alive. So her doctor said, do you want to freeze your eggs? Because you're never going to be able to have kids. You'll never have children. Fast forward, she's now 30. She has a three-year-old son, Shawnee, who is as cute and bad as they come. He's the cutest. He's really funny. And now she just had her second baby. So you tell me if she would have listened to her doctors that told her, you'll never have a child. And she literally allowed that programming to sink down and say, 
my God, I'm never going to have kids. Like, I always want to have kids. Like, I'm never going to have kids. She would never have kids. But she has now two children. Why? When you don't allow someone or something to program your mind, you have the freedom to choose whatever you want. Because this is your reality. This is your own matrix system that you get to make what you want of it. But as you can see here, this Bishop of Lions, he shifted in mind direction from within to without. And he wanted people to be programmed that the innate power of the individual was given to an outside source. So what are we taught in our religion? We're taught in our religion that God is outside of us. God is up there. Jesus is up there. Buddha is up there. Whatever it is that you believe in is outside of you. It says it in this book. He wanted to take away the power of the individual from the power of within to, to pointing out there. God is out there. If you want something, pray to God that's out there instead of the God that's within us. The Christ consciousness that we could attain to achieve within us. The name of the book is The Abundance Book by John Randolph Price. So there were literally people that created the system that we are in right now. The religion that we believe right now. We have to go to church to go pray to our God. We have to go to the temple to pray to our God. We have to go to the synagogue. We have to go somewhere outside of ourselves to pray and get what we want. To take the power away from the individual self of mind and consciousness. Think about that. There were actually people that restructured the true teachings to make us believe when we shift the mind direction from within us to without, the innate power of the individual was gradually given to an outer structure. You go to church and you pray to Jesus on the cross. You go to synagogue and you pray to whatever is in there. You go to a Buddhist church and you pray to Buddha that's sitting there. <sighs> Continuing. When Emperor Theodosius made Christianity the sole and official religion of the state in 395, the institution assumed complete control over individual minds and humanity entered the thousand-year period referred to as the Dark Age. I mean, I guess it really doesn't get much darker than that when you literally take away the power from the individual human or soul or consciousness to making people believe that the authority is outside of themselves. This is going to shatter a lot of people. It's going to annoy a lot of people. I don't care. I'm reading from this book. I'm reading from something that is literally telling us how history was rewritten. You can believe it or not believe it. That's totally up to you. But I know from my own experience with my own life that once I took responsibility for all the shit that was going wrong in my reality, that I can fix it myself. Because why? Because God is in me. 
I am the God of my reality. People are going to get really triggered over that phrase too. But that's the truth. My truth anyway. Maybe it's the truth. I don't know. None of us really know the truth. You can only go by what feels good inside of you. But what feels good inside of you is that just your programming talking. There's so, I mean, there's so many levels to all this and to, to our reality, right? So I can't say it's the truth, but I could say that it's my truth. I could say that I want to be responsible for what I'm creating in my reality. I want to be responsible for what I'm co-creating with others. If I'm constantly putting my negative energy out there every day, I'm helping to co-create more negative energy. We are all one consciousness in separate bodies, right? We're all one. Why do you think we can go out in nature, stick our feet in the ground, and literally put our hands on a tree? And that affects us. That affects our circulation. That affects our energy levels. That gives us better sleep. There's so many things, everything that we're connected to. Why do you think that is? We're connected to everything. So if I am putting out negative energy every day, all the people in my reality are going to feel that negativity, right? If I go over to see my family and I'm just so negative, my negativity is going to permeate the entire room. And people aren't going to want to be around me. It's the same thing if you go into a store. How many times have you go into a store and you're like, oh, I'm not going near that person. You feel their energy. You feel it. Maybe you don't notice. Some people don't notice that shit. I do, right? But even if you don't really, like, subscribe to all this stuff, you know when someone's energy isn't right. Even someone close to you, immediately you're like, hey, what's wrong? They're like, nothing, why? And you're like, yeah, something's wrong. Like, what's wrong? Because you know that by their energy. Why? Because we're all connected to each other. (sighs) Why was I talking about that? I don't know. Okay, so that was the Dark Ages. In fact, the first 400 years of this period is considered the barren age in Europe as few advances in literature, science, and education were contributed for the future of the race. What is known today as a prosperity consciousness, which is the realization of God as the source of all good, was almost non-existent. <laughs> I'm a hairdresser. You, could, you, can, you imagine how not busy I would be if I didn't come in correct. Exactly. Hairdressers are the therapists that nobody paid for. <laughs> they literally get everybody's shit dumped on them. And it's not even their job. But again, if they were miserable and stuff, like nobody would want to sit in a chair. They would feel so uncomfortable. Like how, how many times have you gone somewhere or you've gone into a store and someone's just like torturing your life and like, hey, do you like this? Hey, do you like that? And it's just like their energy and you're like, get this fucking person away from me. It's all energy. It's all energy transfer, right? You don't want to be around that person. Um, okay, let's see what time it is. Oh my God, it's exactly, every time I check the time, it's exactly like 40 minutes. Anyway, okay, let's just finish this. So prosperity conscious is what is known as today is what we're talking about, right? The feudal system controlled secular life and the keys to spiritual enlightenment were held by the church leaders 
Too free subjective inter interpretation of the doctrine or lack of faith in the state religion resulted in extreme penalties. Lack of faith in the state religion resulted in extreme penalties. Now, what kind of God is going to penalize you for wanting to be curious, for wanting answers to things, for asking questions? If you disobey your religion, just like I grew up in Catholicism. If you do X, Y, and Z, you're not having this. If your baby, God forbid, dies before it's baptized, it's going to hell. Who says things like this? Psychopaths. That's the only word that I can come up with. A How do you know? You didn't die. You're still on earth. So how do you know because a baby wasn't baptized? And again, this is religion. So there are there. How many religions are there in the world? Every religion has a different belief. So if Judaism doesn't have that belief, and their baby dies, they believe that their baby's not going to hell. But in Catholicism, if your baby dies before its baptism, your baby's going to hell. I don't know what else to say. I really don't. I really, really don't. But okay. The Western mind was kept in the dark until the institutional structure began to crack in the 1500s and the eternal principles of oneness and unity began to resurface. The Rosicrucians, the fraternity of the Rosy Cross, began to exert influence to counteract religious intolerance, remaining essentially underground until the publication of the Order's Manifesto in 1614. Following the traditions of the ancient Egyptians and the Christian Gnostics, members of the secret society were known to transcend the limitations of the physical world through their spiritual awakening and overcoming of lack through knowledge of the presence and will of God. Members of the secret society were known to transcend the limitations of the physical world through their spiritual awakening or through their consciousness. We're going to stop there. This gets me heated just discussing this because it's so crazy how how big the lie is of life. How big the lie is of life. That we were made to believe. Powers are outside of ourselves. Because if we believe something's outside of ourselves, we can never be as great as that. We can never be as great as the God outside of us up there in the cloud. We are God in consciousness form. I'm not saying I am the God. I am the creator. No. We all have God within us. Every single one of us. But when we transfer that power to something outside of ourselves, including government. If we just vote in the right person, X, Y, and Z will happen. Well, um, if you don't realize that you're free to do what you want in your life, then I think that's a bigger issue that we need to acknowledge. We have the power within us, not outside of us somewhere. So I'm going to stop talking for today. And I intend that this was helpful. Someone really pulled a fast one on us. Long ago, <laughs> long ago, 
Our souls are the parts of us that allow us access to the power God blessed us with. Beautiful way of putting it. Thank you. So I hope that everyone has a beautiful weekend. If you're joining us in Tulum in 12 days from now, I'll see you on the beach. <sighs> if you have questions about it, just send me a DM um, and I'll get back to you. But I'm glad that this helped. Thank you. I'm grateful for every single one of you. But again, when shit looks like it's falling apart, those are your bridge of incidents. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. If it's not your end, it's not the end. Unless you make it that way. Unless you sit there and focus and dwell on all the negative shit that happens in between. What can I tell you? Love you too. Love you, love you, love you guys. Thank you so much. <sighs> okay, have a beautiful weekend. I might be live tomorrow night discussing retreat stuff with Joey and <laughs> others. So I will see you guys then. Have the most amazing Friday. Let's go.